welcome back to another episode of Three Dads and a Minivan Podcast. We have not been in the minivan in probably three years, but we still call our show that because Ed still owns the Groovy 4000, and uh, we appreciate you guys once again checking in this morning. It, it has been a little while since we've been back with you guys, um, but we're, we're excited that we're finally back here with you. I know life gets hectic, summer obviously winding down, kids are back in school, and we all have lives, so we do our best to try to carve out time to do the podcast. So uh, Greg here, of course, joined by the always uh, effervescent, he's pulling on his neck fat right now, the great Ed Groove, and of course, Kevin is here with us as well. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Ed, what's wrong with your neck? Why are you playing with this area? Is everything? What's going on? Wow, we can actually see some neck. Yeah. Holy crap. It's, Did you see that? Like this part of his neck is showing again, man. This is good news. That takes the Peloton. We're trying. Oh, you got a Peloton. <laughs> it also looks like you're trying to grow out a beard. No, no that's just, just having leftover, That's just leftover gravy from last night. Oh, <laughs> Like shading. That's yeah, it's just cheese doodle, it's cheese doodle dust. It just, oh, it's because the shadows, it's all dark. Yeah. It, it does Can you grow match. a beard, Ed? I don't know if I've ever seen you with like any bit of like facial hair besides he like, peach right now. Fuzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah peach fuzz. Well, that's what's going on right now. That's why Greg's saying I was grabbing. I wasn't so much grabbing, I'm like itching. Cause what happens is when I, my when I start like my hair starts getting long, like right now, I start getting very itchy. And yeah. I'm like I'm like sitting there like this, like a freaking like all got red splotches. And they're yeah. like, look at this rashy guy. Look. Yeah, dude. See? I mean, but what seriously, though, like what can you actually grow? Just a mustache, a beard, <laughs> goatee, chops. I can, like, I can what grab can... whatever you want. What do you want? No. Me to... Yes, dude. I mean, you can kind of see right now. He does have a little bit of an outline of a goatee. Like, I mean, do, do you get the hairs that grow here, though? Or do they just grow right here and then there's nothing on the sides? No, it's right there. I can feel it. Okay. Yeah. I think we should let Ed grow it out, man. Let's see if Ed can get a full beard. Can we start it today? Like a Shriner? Like, yeah, like December. Well, first of all, I don't think you'll ever get like Shriner level. But I think we've got three months here, right? Four months till the end of the year. Let's see like how bushy can Ed's face get. Will Hazen not have that or what? Uh, she actually likes it when I get a little scrub around the the edges, but I I just I I don't want to do it. Why? What, just if for, what if we did it for charity? Like we raise money for Ed's beard, and if, okay. however okay. however long it goes, like a beardathon, but just for you, you're the only one competing. <laughs> I feel like you're you're patchy, like it doesn't yeah. all fully connect. You look like a guy that has patchy facial hair. He does. I, There's nothing I, on the cheeks. Not, There's nothing. Well, no, it hasn't gone up there yet. It's starting though. I can feel it. Like it right here. Up there yet. Hold on. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hit a second stage of puberty when you get to 45. Yeah. So I, it's, it's starting to grow up to my cheekbone just a little bit. I got a couple little follicles. They're getting there closely. I just yeah, I hate started to tell puberty. you if it's not there, it's not coming. <laughs> I gotta talk to you guys real quick. I got I I it's, this is a two-part story, okay? So bear oh, with me. Oh, yeah. I always Here love two-part stories. So the first the first part of this story is, how about this? An Austrian supermarket reopened following a three-day closure to clear the store due to an alleged sighting of a spider with a deadly bite. Mm. The manager In the grocery store, okay. Yep. So the manager described the spider as about four inches long, colored black and red. They initially mm. suspected it was a banana spider, but previous cases of the spider's from South America, have identified the spider specifically as the Brazilian wandering spider, and it has one of the deadliest bites in the world. 
that can cause hypothermia, blurred vision, and convulsions. So the grocery store just basically shut it down. I mean, if it's a public safety issue, right? Yeah, if it's a public safety issue and you know you've got something wandering around your store that could be behind a cereal box at any given moment and a customer goes to grab it and they get bit and you know that it's in the store, right? That's a lawsuit. I mean, if you, I mean, especially if they actively know somebody has seen it, we know it's in the building, we do not know where it is. If somebody could die from that, I mean, I feel like they did the right thing. And and unless they have, where is this, Australia? I feel like they have Austria. an Austria. Eh, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what the pest control situation is like in Austria. Um, <laughs> but I feel like they've got technology that they can go in there and, uh, you know, pest control it out or something. I don't know. But if it's that deadly, uh, would you want to go into a grocery store just going, hey, good luck going in there. Just make sure when you grab something, you've got your gloves on. Like, that's not a good look. I don't know if yeah. I want to go in there knowing there's yeah, a talk deadly about spider. A bad day at the grocery store. You go to grab some melons and then next thing you know, you're bit <laughs> by a deadly spider. Like, that's mm. brutal. That is scary. So what happened? I mean, they finally reopened. So did they catch the spider? Uh, don't know. <laughs> Great story, Ed. No, that's... <laughs> he, just, he just threw it out there and left it. I thought it was a two-part story. It so is. Thinking... You, oh, haven't okay. let, you haven't let me get my second part. Oh, so okay, what sorry. If, so what if I told you guys that there's an actual way to become almost like have the Spider-Man effect? Oh, here we go. Nope, nope. Listen. You get bit by a spider, uh huh, a banana spider. Seen this movie before, yeah. And I just now all of a sudden have a big banana. Well, yes, yes, yes. bite me. Kind of. You don't get to jump on buildings. You don't get web slingers and stuff like that. But my banana grows. Listen, (laughs) true story. True story. If you get bit by a banana spider, you Mm -hmm. actually in return get an hours hours long erection. Stop, dude. Swear to God. I swear, Wait, dude. The, the I'm bl- not making this up. It actually <laughs> gives you an hours long erection. Like they're actually saying that they could use it to treat treat erectile dysfunction. Oh, wow. No joke. That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they could say it's like the new Viagra in a sense. Yeah, but that probably there's probably side effects. Like I feel like this is not just popping a pill and you're good. I feel like it's probably something, a medical condition, right? Where you can't control the blood and where it's going to, right? And now you're stuck that way. It can't be pleasant because if it was pleasant, then some people would have done this a long time ago. You know, man, maybe they just discovered lady. it. I mean, maybe they did, but um, I don't know, dude. Would you want to get bit by a spider just to be able to perform? No, dude. I'll yeah. pass. I, <laughs> I don't I, it's like, well, maybe I'll try it. Just once. All right. Well, Ed, get your plane ticket to Austria and let's go see what happens. Go to the grocery store. You tell us what's going to be going on. Do you have to get bit in your junk or can you just get bitten anywhere and then it's still same effects? I'm, I'm just, I think it's just anywhere. I think just yeah, the, ven- think it's it's the just... venom that gets into your system and that's right. what causes that uh, chemical reaction in your body. Maybe that's why they're called a banana spider is because somebody knew if you get bit by this, <laughs> your banana is right. the one that's going to take the heat. So, it's going to be ripe for the picking. <laughs> Literally yeah. ripe for the picking. Wow. It's a true story. I, the only problem is I can't give you more information because every website that I'm going to is blocking me. So, 
Well, not only that, but like, who's the first guy that discovered that? Like, he got bit, and all of a sudden, he was like, "Oh, Spider Man!" I'm telling you, he's a real life Spider Man. <laughs> this is awesome. Like, how do I get this to happen again? I need to go find that spider and put him in a little jar. Well, Aunt May, Aunt May, get out of my room! Get out of my room, Aunt May! Leave me alone! I gotta knock before you come in. <laughs> Why do you keep putting the spider in here? Bite me! I don't understand what's happening. Well, Greg, you said there's like side effects, right? There's side there's effects. Gotta be. If you drink too much, right? Right. Well, this sounds a lot more fun. Yeah, but didn't they say it's deadly? Isn't or is this a different spider? Are we yes, still no. the same spider? It's still the same spider. Yes. So they said it's deadly. So how is it deadly? But now it gives you a, a four-hour erection. I'm not following. Like, is it deadly or is it like it's, it's deadly, deadly to the- her? Oh no, that's crazy, man! Dude, uh, if, yeah, if if I if this if this if I could go to Austria, right? Austria, that's over there and somewhere over there, and, and they have it all <laughs> over there. You know, they have it. They have it all blocked off. I almost just spit out my water. <laughs> they got the blocked off with the yellow tape and everything, and then I go. I'm like, oh, is the banana <laughs> spider in there? And they're like, go up, yes. Spikey, you can't go in there. You it's can't not Australia. And they it's don't Austria. talk like that in Austria. <laughs> Do you not know the difference between you can't go in there? There's a big spider in there. It could bite you and make you very large in the waistline. Well, that's your Austrian accent. It's, it's nothing to do with Australia. What do you not know? Do you not know the difference? Yeah, just missing an L and another I, I think, somewhere in there. That's about it. And a, cr- and a crikey. And, and a crikey. Ask that Dunedin High School education for you, folks. Go ahead to the Dunedin. Why is, why is this guy with no neck just want to go in there all the time? We've <laughs> shut down the store. And then he they're going to say. the Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to say, well, have you seen his wife? She's pretty happy. That's why he keeps coming back. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, now you guys know, stay clear or don't stay clear of banana spiders if you're having some erectile dysfunction. Seek them out in the rainforest (laughs) in Austria, which we did not know existed until Ed broke out the crikey accents, and now we know where we're at in the world. Thank you. Well, that's that's, now we know why they shut down the grocery store. Yeah. All these old dudes kept showing up. Wanting to get like, bit. We have an, why is there an influx of elderly men here tonight? Yeah, we, looks, we heard about the spider. You see the video? <laughs> you see the video come out? It looks like you ever see the stores like on Black Friday when these when they still lined up. The they're door. all lined up. The doors <laughs> open. They rush the employees are like, no, stay out of here, Crikey. Yeah. It's dangerous in here. They're all playing supermarket sweep just to yeah, get they're bit looking, by the like spider. They're, around, they're pulling stuff off the shelves looking for it. Anybody seen the spider? I'm looking for him. I have, a, I have a night ahead of me. I need some shagging. <laughs> I need to find the spider to be able to keep up with the misses. Wow. Hey, listen, man. Banana spider venom. That's going to be the next black market hot item out there. <laughs> Look for it in the shelves near you soon. Speaking wow. of crikey, did you hear about that old football player? What? <laughs> I don't Who? know. I was just trying to, I was trying to <laughs> seg into the Michael Orr story. <laughs> Oh, yes. If you guys haven't uh, been up to date with what's happening in the sports and entertainment world, I know I sent this to you guys earlier in the week, but uh, The Blind Side, great movie. Love the movie with uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, our buddy Big Mike. Um, According to Michael Orr himself, who the movie The Blind Side was based upon, 
he is now stewing the Chewy family over the conservatorship, which we all became, I guess, familiar with that during Britney Spears and her dad and like that whole situation. That's really the kind of, I believe, the first time many of us heard about uh, a conservatorship. So here's the deal. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, holes in this story that really don't make sense because he filed a petition in the Tennessee probate court stating that the Tuies, uh, that he was under the impression that they had adopted him um, to remain his conservators. And he said for the last two decades, it's been a lie because they had him sign papers making him the conservators rather than his adoptive uh, parents, which we all knew, like he's being like uh, um, brought into this family. And obviously we know that there's different laws and things that are uh, involved with certain things like that. But he is basically stating that he never got paid anything what he's owed, including interest and damages from the movie. Uh, because they used obviously his name and likeness in the movie. Here's where it gets interesting because TMZ actually pulled up, um, and I just had it and I lost it. Uh, TMZ actually pulled up an excerpt from Michael Orr's uh, book that he wrote in 2011. And again, remember, he's stating that he was told one thing and found out it was another. Well, guess what, Michael Orr? In your book that you wrote in 2011, claiming that you didn't know this, you in the book, in your own book called I Beat the Odds from Homelessness to the Blind Side and Beyond, a memoir that was released in 2011, specifically talked about the relationship, the legal one he had with his family. And I quote, it kind of felt like a formality as I'd been a part of the family for more than a year at that point, since I was already the, over the age of 18 and considered an adult by the state of Tennessee. Sean and Louis, uh, Leanne Tui would be named as my, quote, legal conservators, or said, or continued to say, they explained to me that it means pretty much the exact same thing as adoptive parents, but that the laws were just written in a way that took my age into account. Honestly, I didn't care what it was called. I was just happy that no one could argue that we weren't legally what we already knew was real. We were a family. Of course, it seemingly puts a hole in his story because just this past week, he claimed in documents legally in Tennessee that he only found out about the conservatorship in early 2023, which is a move that his attorney alleges is to pull gain and pull and gain total control over his ability to negotiate for or in any contract. And of course, the twoies are saying this just hit them out of left field. Uh, they uh, issued a statement denying that they got rich from the movie and they never misled Michael about the conservatorship um, and so on and so forth. So my whole thing is, why did you wait until this? Why did you wait 20 years later to bring this up? Why do people do that when if you were violated or something happened to you in your past? And I know people say, well, I was too scared or whatever the case may be. Why do people wait this long, 20 plus years or 15 years later? or whatever it was, to now bring it up. You know what I mean? You had a successful NFL career. You know, you're out of it. You're retired. And now you want to start talking about this? I don't get it at all. I could, I could, tell, you, I could tell you what I personally think. I think the dude ran out of money. And somebody got in his ear and said, man, you didn't make any money off that movie and all this. I think the dude's broke. He, he could be. probably 
again, just my opinion, he probably's got some CTE going on, right? Good, good. He and, didn't play that long though. But something, well, you're right though. Who knows? You know, for because if you're sitting there saying in your book, right, that this was great. In 2011, you know, all, all this, they they were a family. They took care of me, all this stuff. I believe the dude is broke. All of his money now from his playing days is gone. And again, somebody got in his ear saying, man, you got taken. Right. You should be getting this. You right. should go after royalty. Right. And, and I believe that's what's happening. And if that is the fact, dude, that's really shitty. Yeah. That you basically are now shitting on this family that right. took you in when no one else gave a shit about you yep. growing up. And now it, it's just it's a sad story all the way around. It's a it really is. I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? That it is. Uh, what is the basis behind it? And it's been very clear that he's saying I didn't get money that I was owed. I didn't yep. get dues. I didn't get royalties. You know, the family made all this money and the family's like, what are you talking about? We didn't make a gazillion dollars off that movie either. Leanne Tui has been speaking at public engagements and stuff like that. But again, that's her, that's her tale, right? That's right. Her, that's her experience in this. Why would you need money or, or feel entitled to make money off of speaking engagements that this individual or Michael, like it doesn't make sense to me. Like you said, why now, especially if you said you didn't know about this, but you wrote about it in your own book 14 years ago, 12 years ago or whatever it was. So where is your logic, bro? Like, cause again, the movie was based off of something. You all are alive, right? When they make movies like these biographies about individuals who are still with us and still alive, they use them as consultants on the movie set. So like when Elton John, the movie about Elton John, he was around to to uh, be a part of the curation of that movie and the stories to make sure that things are on point with what really happened. You don't think Leanne Tui and her husband and Michael Orr were involved in that movie production and the story that was being told. Do you think that they had no input on that or how that went? Like that doesn't make any sense to me, man. Let me add this too. Um, you know, when, cause I a hundred percent agree, you know, that you reach out to the people involved and, and they kind of are there to walk you through. Right. But a lot of times with these movies, you know, based on a true story or sure. based on true events, right. I guarantee you they came through and they got to that part and um, somebody might have been like, hey, hold on a second. It's not an actual adoption. It's a conservative ship. And then the director or whatever was like, well, let's not murk the water with conservative ship. Nobody knows right. what that really is. Right. For for movie's sake, we're just going to say adoption. Sure. You know? And that's probably how it went down. Sure. And it's just easier as a viewer or or somebody watching the movie to digest adoption over conservative ship. Right. Well, you know, you I mean, it's the same thing, though. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just based upon an age. It's all he even said it himself. He goes, because I was over 18 at the time, it's just legal words to basically say we are a family and that this family can help me. Um, you know, with with the later stages in my life and the things that are coming my way, that's what a conservatorship is, is to kind of oversee the direction of where these things are going. 
Why did he think that they were trying to violate him or take all of his money? Like, again, the guy had a successful NFL career. Where was this in year two of his NFL career, right? You're making a bunch of money. You're you're doing great. You're playing in the Super Bowl. Like, where was this outrage then? There was none, like Kev said. So why is it now? It has to be money-driven. There's no other reason for it. No, I think it absolutely is, and, and, and I, the the only difference is is if it's an adoption, right? You're you're hey, you are now adopted. You are you are legally Correct. in our family. I think the problem is is now with what we've seen with the Britney Spears situation is a conservative ship has this kind of bad tone over it, where it's like I'm controlling everything life, you right. do and controlling your life, and I think that's probably what got hung up in this person whoever's in his ear is probably like oh man they got a conservatorship on you like britney spears they're right. just trying to take all your money right and then you've got what we're seeing now mm. well you know the, the other part about this too is take it one step further let's say let's just say that what michael or is saying let's say that's coming out and being very like calculated and true to the fact that maybe there's more to the story than we didn't know. I, I I get what you read from the memoir and everything like that, Greg, but, but let's just say the Michael Orr thing is legit. His side is more legit. Sandra Bullock, you see this, right? She won the, the Oscar mm-hmm. for that movie. Yep. So does that taint the Oscar? I mean, is that, I know you can't no. take the Oscar away, but I mean, if you think about it, it was all based on a, on a true story, the whole thing. But if the story but, is not but- true, does that no? Does it's that not taint her Oscar. It's not not true. It is true. It did happen. They did raise him. They did take him in. He did go to the NFL. Like nothing in the movie was a farce as far as the story. Like Kevin said, the particulars. Oh, he wasn't adopted. It was a conservatorship. That's not really relevant to the actual content of the movie and the message and what the story being told is. That doesn't affect that. Sandra Bullock was paid to do a job and did it so well that the Academy, the Film Association of the Academy felt that that performance was worthy enough of this award. So the reality of what the story was, why would that affect somebody who did their job? And again, that movie is how long ago is that movie? Right. Yeah, but Greg, Greg, it grabbed at people's heartstrings. It doesn't matter, Ed. The story itself is true. Michael Orr never denied that this didn't happen. He even said in his book, it's just legal mumbo jumbo to basically state what I am saying. We are a family. So again, the movie premise and the story that was that was developed for that movie, that was not a lie. There's no lies to that. You're saying now, well, hold on a minute. The conservatorship, you know, is not technically an adoption. And the money that Michael Orr would have made uh, from the movie, he didn't get that. Because, again, that is all after the fact. That has nothing to do with the movie and the subject and the story. This is all after the fact stuff, right? The story itself is the story. And that's what the movie was made about. How, like you said, nobody cared about this kid. They saw the talent. They saw what they saw in him. And they helped him get to this level. And they did. They did their job. They helped this kid. He got to the NFL. And then his life moved on from there. So, again, I don't think you can take things away from something that was developed from a truth. It wasn't a non-fictional or a, a fictional story that was the truth as to what happened. These things that are happening now are strictly particulars. And I'm sure it'll get all, you know, ironed out here sooner than later. But 
how are you going to pull something away from somebody who wasn't technically involved in the situation? They're an actor, an actress playing a, a role in a movie about a story. Yeah, that whole thing, because I've seen that on like socials and that that's the problem with this cancel culture that we live yep. in. It's like she should give back her Oscar. What I did a job, right? What it right? Exactly. Like what? Okay, no, no, no. That's that's ridiculous. Um, but I think the biggest thing in this whole story is what I'm seeing. Everyone, uh, again, just kind of on 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 comments on whether it's websites, social media, or whatever. What I'm seeing over and over and over again. What people are getting caught up on is the adoption and conservativeship part of right, it. That's right. what everybody's getting hung up on because then that's when it's like, oh, well, they lied. Then they said that they adopted them. No, the movie Correct. said that they, they adopted. They never said that. Right. And, and, and that's he admitted. The that's, that's what we're getting caught up on is the adoption and conservatorship. And to be perfectly honest, and I'm not even trying to be funny here, Forget what's going on right now and what he's doing, what he's claiming, all that. Like I said before, I think it's I think it's BS. Um, The dude should be sending them a thank you card. Sure. Because, (laughs) you know, I mean, honestly, like they they helped him get to where he I mean, get to the NFL, essentially his talent. Obviously, that's what. You know, he did that. I don't want to take anything away from the hard work that he put in and the talent that he had to be able to. But they put him in a position for his talent to shine and to grow. And I mean, essentially, if they don't do, maybe he makes it still anyways. We don't know. But they had a helping hand in changing the dude's life. Facts. Facts. I mean – that's the big picture here. Forget the Correct. fact that you don't have any more of your NFL money or whatever. They helped you change your life. Dude. Right. Yeah, dude. And to me, it seems like you're doing nothing but spitting in their face. It, I mean, it's kind of you. You're an ungrateful prick, to be honest. I mean, if if, if the movie led any truth, which, again, nobody's sure. saying that the movie did not have truth or or factual things that were in the movie. Right. But to Kevin's point, had the Tuies, had Leanne Tui never found you or or saw you and took you in, where would he be today? Has anybody asked Mike or that said, hey, if the Tuies never came into your life, knowing your situation, where you were going, where you were headed in your life, where would you be today, Mr. Orr, if the Tuies did not get you to that point? Would you be alive? Would you be in jail? Would you be? Who knows? We have no idea because, again, we're going off the story. And we saw the story and seemed like nobody had a problem with the story itself. But you're right, Kev. They got you to a situation that puts you in a, in a safe place and got you tutoring and uh, got your education where it needed to be so that you could go play football in college at Ole Miss. And then the hard work that you got to get in there, you put in the hard work to get yourself from Ole Miss to the National Football League, and the rest of your life took off from that point. Now, like you said, now you want to blast them and sue them over something that they were transparent from the jump. And like you said, you wrote in your own book, sir, that you understood it was a conservatorship and not an adoption. Those were your own words. It's published. It's it's out there. We know it now. So again, what is the purpose of why you're trying to do this? Again, you're biting the hand that fed you. You're literally slapping the people in the face that help put you in a position to be successful with your life. 
It's tough, man. This is a tough one. You want a little fun fact here, boys? Sure. The Blind Side is the most rented movie in Netflix DVD.com history. <laughs> so now Netflix have to give everybody their money back to Ed? Well, you rented it. It was a falsity. And, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and give you your uh, $3.99 back because Sandra Bullock lied. She lied in the movie. How dare she portray somebody? You know, <laughs> come on, dude. What is acting anyways? You're lying. You're basically faking it, trying to pretend to be somebody else. And we go and we spend billions of dollars a year for that. Good point. It's unreal. And you know, I do appreciate the fun fact that you just uh, added <laughs> in too, there. Thank you. But I also think it's funny how you went to the DVD portion oh, of, of Netflix because you're giving them some love. <laughs> I respect it, Ed. I respect it because you don't want the DVD aspect of Netflix no. to go away because you are the sole um oh. you know last man standing uh <laughs> on that netflix dvd <laughs> delivery island um you're still there you're still representing um i mean if i was netflix i would appreciate it and i'd probably send you a couple free dvds um because they don't use ones? them anymore yeah they should they should I even got an email and it was from netflix the netflix dvd team and they were thanking they me they have for- a team <laughs> and it's i got this email this actually I got this email uh last week and i'll read it to you guys real quick it's just very sad and i think i'm gonna put some oh, sad music no. behind this as well too that's right here we go yep i'm gonna queue up some sad music hold on one second all right here we go hi ed our last ever day of shipping out the red envelopes is getting close oh no you have 52 more days to enjoy your dvd netflix membership before we send out our final shipments on September 29th. Here are a few ways that you can make the most of this final season. Move all those must-watch titles to the top of your queue to increase your chances of receiving them. Your data will be available until October 27th, so be sure to download a keepsake PDF of your queue, rental history, ratings, and more. Plus, due to popular requests, we've added the option to download in a CSV format. I don't know what that is. That means they're going to give you a spreadsheet of all the movies you've ever Oh, I want to look through that. <laughs> Stop. I'm trying to be sentimental here. The, the last day to change your plan is August 28th. If you'd like to get more discs, browse our plans here. As a reminder, September 29th is definitely our last day of shipping. Definitely. I like how they throw definitely, definitely. in there. Good definitely. <laughs> There's no chance in fucking hell you're ever getting a DVD after September 29th because they went out of stock in 2012. Naturally, we hope everyone successfully receives their last shipments. However, in the event that a disc gets damaged or lost in the mail, we will unfortunately not be able to ship your replacement after September 29th. No. We, tr- <laughs> we truly appreciate you being part of our final season. Thank you for welcoming our iconic red envelopes into your homes for 25 years. Okay, can I ask a question? The Netflix DVD team. Can what happens if you just keep the discs? Oh, I'm can, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it on the podcast. I'm keeping it. It's going to be worth money someday. And I'm not <laughs> opening I'm saying. one. Oh, what are they going to do? And not opening one. Yes, keep yes. it in there. Keep sealed. it sealed, bro. That's going to be like on a- eBay. It's going to be 20 like years, a, like a time capsule. <laughs> Do not send Netflix anything back. Just keep just keep in, ordering them and hold them because what are they going to do? They just in, said September 29th. They're gone forever. 
In fact, at the height of my Netflix DVD activity, I believe I could have seven discs at home at once, and I did. Oh my gosh! Oh, and, wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what it is anymore. But when streaming happened, I was like, oh, I don't need as many anymore. I'll just get, keep the one, you know. Right. <laughs> so, um, but that would be but cool to is. like upgrade my plan to seven DVDs and have all seven and just don't. Yeah. Know so it. I think. Do right, it. So you're down to the last twenty yeah. or last thirty something days of this. I think this is where you need to start being the most egregious Netflix subscriber ever. Seven a day, start ordering seven a day. Look at that bad boy red envelope. Start ordering DVDs, bro. Like, run them out of business as much Yo. as you can because they're already shutting it down. So start. do you know what movie that is? Or they don't tell you on the disc? You should, run them you should probably uh, have them send Blindside to you again. Oh, we should open it. Like, if it's like, the, dude, no, but listen, I'll get another one. If, like an unboxing. if it's the no. number one most rented DVD that you can have, yeah, right, or that side. in history, right, you have one sealed. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be worth money. So you need to get on Netflix today and order your seven DVDs today, and then seven <laughs> tomorrow, and seven on Sunday, and just get the whole collection. No, you can't. Side. You can't do that. You have to when you open the. You, you don't send remember? Back, right? You gotta sit it back. Yeah, to get yeah. it. Well, damn so, them! They're not. They're not going to. At this point, they're shutting it down. So, what does it matter? Get uh, her, Get them all. Get right? them all. At what point in um, that thank you letter did they say, "Hey, thank you, um, you single handedly, <laughs> you are kept our DVD team <laughs> with a job for an extra like few years." <laughs> Thank you, Ed Group. Because if Matter it wasn't fact, for you, there would be no that this team would not be here putting these DVDs in this envelope, <laughs> licking them and sealing them. You kept us alive and hope alive, but it's definitely ending. There's a, literally a picture of Ed's face on the wall, like you go into the grocery store, and it's like our, our favorite number one fan. Oh Ed yeah, group. you're definitely this Hall guy, of Fame. They're I'm hitting just, it like on the football game. They're going out and hitting his I'm, face. You know, I'm picturing like nine people in an office, and they just sitting around like they got nothing. They're stressing out, like they're holding <laughs> their heads, and like they're getting like irritable and everything. And then they get my return DVD, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's, <laughs> yes. it's like this, like the scene from The Office. It's happening! It's happening!" This is not a running around. He's got like another scrambling. one in queue. Yeah, he's got another one. Get, what's the next thing on his queue? Find out. Find out. You open it. Open it. Lick it. Lick it. Come on. Let's go. Get it back to him. Oh, man. It's about it, boys. It's about all the time we have today. We do have to shout out before we head out for Three Dads in a Minivan to the <laughs> Netflix DVD team. Whoever you guys are, thank you for being so strong. We got to tag them. We have to tag them. There's no way they don't share this or retweet this. They're not doing anything else. I'm what saying, are they going to do now? I don't know. Maybe we should get them on the show and ask, what what is life after the Netflix DVD crew? Like, what are you guys doing next? So, anyways, thank you guys for uh, tuning in this week. Again, we're going to try to keep it back on a normal routine heading into the fall here and try to give you guys new episodes every Wednesday. But please make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine, our YouTube channel. It's always there for you. Three dads in a minivan. Greg, Ed, Kev, we are signing off. Three dads in a minivan.